Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon wrapping up the show with you. Final half hour today. Hey, you've been checking out any of the lacrosse at the Bill Hunter. This has been uh, quite the tournament going on with the Minto Cup in town. Uh, junior A showcase, so essentially think of it like the Memorial Cup of, of junior lacrosse and the way it's formatted. The Edmonton Miners uh, hosting and also won their way in and now have won their way into the semifinals, which they play tonight, 7 o'clock at the Bill Hunter. So what a great opportunity. Oh. I think it's about 20 bucks to get in the door, thereabouts. Um, but you're getting treated to not only an excellent atmosphere, but they are playing uh, the Coquitlam Adnax, a very storied team tonight, for a berth in the final, and they'll play the Burlington Blaze there. Uh, you've got, you heard Jamie Bowen on the uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago. His kid Luke named the player of the game last night, a big hat trick uh, and a sister too as well so it, it's just been really fun to follow and, and there's such a strong lacrosse community here in Edmonton uh, you're either rolling your eyes or you're like hey yeah, you're this guy's actually onto something and John Lentz who uh, of course still plays in the National Lacrosse League, he's been behind the bench for all this uh, for the for the minors so maybe we'll have him on next week as sort of a wrap up thing and and just see how, uh, how it went, of course again not only participating but hosting it all too. It's incredible lacrosse played at a very high level. If you're if you're a fan of the game, you know what I speak of. If you're not and just want to go check it out, you won't be disappointed. It's it's fast, it's uh, physical, and yeah. very skilled. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. And you got top end talent that it's already playing yeah. in the National Lacrosse League there as well. Okay, we have uh, kept David Staples waiting long enough. Appreciate that. So we will uh, connect with uh, our man from the cult of hockey here on six thirty. Chad, David, you're on with Brendan and Cam today. How's it going? Great, Brendan and Cam. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing all right. All right. We got some news to talk about. We're not we're not uh, drowning with twenty hours <laughs> of talk radio and nothing to talk about. So I guess we'll start with the day's news, and that being, though it's not official from the team, uh, two years, three point nine million dollars per for Evan Bouchard. It's about all the money they had left to spend on him. But uh, David, a pretty integral piece of this franchise moving forward, he gets a, a bridge deal for him. 
yeah, it's uh, it's a big signing. I mean, I don't know how serious. You know, every, every time there's a good young player, there's always rumors of an offer sheet um, <laughs> or talk of it, and it never material, hardly ever materializes. So that was good news for the Oilers because it would have been hard to find the cap space. He, I'm glad it's two years because I think when he puts up about a, a point a game next year, um, he, he would cost a lot more on another contract after that. Uh, after Tyson Bury was traded out of town, I think in the 33 games regular season in playoffs, Bouchard had 37 points. So it sounds like, you know, when I say a point a game, it's like, what are you talking about? But that's kind of what he he did more than that um, in over a, a, a good run of games and on that power play. And with his particular weapon, his outside shot um, and his passing ability, I, I just think he's going to he's going to get a point a game. I, I think that would be um, uh, it's not a safe bet, but it's kind of like a, he's going to get close to that. And uh, he's he is an amazing offensive hockey player. He uh, passes the puck exceptionally well, and he did so all of last season. He was really moving it well. He wasn't necessarily getting a lot of points until he moved on to the power play, but all year long he was just having an out, you know, the best uh, season we've had seen from an Oilers defenseman offensively in a long while, um, even without the points that came later in the year. So, obviously a big, big move. It's fun to talk about and imagine what his ceiling is as a player. What do you think the floor is for Bouchard that's required to fulfill this deal? I mean, does he need to, like, if he's if he if he hits 50 points instead of 70 but he's a better defensive player like what do you think qualifies as him fulfilling 3.9 million dollars a year at this point well 50 points for a 3.9 million dollar defenseman normally would sound like a pretty good deal but on this power play if he's running the power play 50 points isn't going to cut it i mean he cuts it in terms of the salary cap hit but in terms of running this particular power play with his particular skill set, I think anything less than 60 points would be a disappointment for Bouchard. Um, 70 points, that would be um, that would be an, that would be a good season for him. 70 points. I think he's easily capable of 80 to 90 points. I mean, I don't know if we prorated. They didn't do the math. Prorating 37 points over 33 games for the full season. Um, I don't. I didn't do that. It's you know, it's close to close to ninety points. I mean, I think if he just if he just had an absolutely brilliant season and took off and everything went right, he didn't get injured. Power play was as good as ever, and he was playing regularly uh, with McDavid uh, at even strength. He his ceiling, his upper ceiling is is uh, you know is close to a hundred points. So. You know, we're going to see a remarkable offensive season, I think, from Evan Bouchard. And defensively, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Brendan and Cam. Uh, you guys might remember the Eric Carlson rumors during the winter. Mm-hmm. And there was lots of people who were, do whatever it takes. If it takes moving, move Bouchard, move him. And it seemed like kind of a no-brainer to them. And there was a not insignificant group of fans who before Tyson Berry was moved out and Bouchard took that big role, who were really, really down on Evan Bouchard. They saw him as error-prone, kind of lazy, languid out on the ice, um, not really focused, not really getting the job done. And that talk really quieted after he took off on the power play. 
and was paired up with Matthias Ackholm. But it wasn't that long ago that he, he, you know, his star wasn't that high in Edmonton. I'm glad that um, that trade wasn't made. I didn't think it would be insane to, if if you could make a trade to bring in Carlson for Bouchard. I didn't think it would be insane, but I I thought it was risky. And um, I I would, I I greatly preferred them sticking with this player because I think, uh, I mean, they're getting two years of him now at 3.9 million in which he putting up a point a game, um, isn't it wouldn't be extraordinary and that's going to be a huge bargain for the others these next two seasons after which if he does that they they will pay like crazy and i wanted to bring up one other thing with bouchard Mm -hmm. um his outside shot and i want to hear what you guys think about this his outside shot is going to be all the more valuable against vegas vegas beat the Oilers in large part through strategy. They packed in players in front of their own net and made it impossible, near impossible, for Drysaddle and McDavid to get in there for the best kinds of scoring chances. They played a zone defense. They packed it, they packed it in. And the way you can beat a zone, because I think the Oilers are going to face more of that, because that worked with Vegas doing it, I think the Oilers are going to see that more regularly, this real um, tight formation in front of the net the opposition net in the slot. And the way you can beat that, the only way to, the best way to beat that is through wicked outside shooting. So what we might more regularly see now is McDavid charging into that slot, drawing players to him, and then pushing the puck back out to the point um, for a shot. And Bouchard is just the guy you want to take those shots because he has got a slap shot which is among the very best in the NHL in a snapshot. His shooting skills are are unreal. I mean, he's he's probably uh, you know top five for the NHL defenseman. There's other guys who shoot really well. He's one of them. And I just think against the, uh, I think fairly steady diet of zone defense orders are going to face. Um, Bouchard's going to be needed to break things down. And um, the other teams hate blocking a shot because he injures them, injures the players <laughs> as they try to block it. Shea and Weber syndrome. on net and scores goals so, and goes for rebounds. So I just think that it's going to be indispensable. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And if you have teams that clog the middle to that degree, you have to get the puck to the net. And, and whether that creates rebound, tip, whatever, you got to find ways to get it through. And Evan Bouchard does have that ability to absolutely hammer it and get it on goal. And he's going to score his share of goals because his shot is so good, but he's also going to help create by getting it through and, and for the tips and for the rebounds. So I, I think that's a big part of it as well. I, I Also on, on the back end, David, I, I, it's, I think it's important, and, and I can't wait to see how it plays out, but uh, to see Philip Broberg make the next step and, and continue his development but have a little more impact on, on the team's back end. Well, Bob's been hinting fairly strongly on this show that he wouldn't be surprised to see Philip Broberg play with Matthias Ekholm, and that would put, I think, probably um, we might see then Bouchard with Darnell Nurse on a top pairing. So I, I I would really, it's time to see Philip Broberg get a regular shift on the Edmonton Oilers, stick in the lineup, get at least 15 minutes a game. And I'm really bullish on the player. I think he's an exceptional um, skater, especially defending backwards. 
And I think he's got that ability that, that uh, very few players have to take on some of the fastest attackers in the NHL and keep them in front of him, keep them away from the net. Uh, he's big. He's, he can get close to players. He can take the puck off their stick. And he's pretty good at moving it as well. So I just think he could he can be a shutdown defender. I think that's going to be his role. Um, and he, he moves the puck well enough. He shoots it okay. But um, I think it's time to give him um, that opportunity. We saw it last year. I mean, again, there was lots of people who were willing to see Bouchard moved out of town last year. Suddenly Barry gets moved and Bouchard takes off. Sometimes you have to make an opening for a younger player when he's ready. Uh, give him that opportunity and see what he does. And I think Bush, uh, Broberg is ready for that opportunity, and it sounds like he's going to get it. Well, they've, uh, as we chat with David Staples here from the Call to Hockey, they've had to do that in past with Bouchard by letting Ethan Bear go, and that wasn't a popular move at all. But uh, how many right shots is too many right shots? Does it scare you at all, David, when you think about the, uh, say, error-prone history of both Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard as a pair together playing the amount of minutes that they would likely draw? in that sense or is this maybe the year where you say to Darnell Nurse look you are paid handsomely but you're playing with a very offensive minded player so you're going to have to handle the defensive portion of this work uh, I think that I, I, I think that uh, in a lot of ways nurses you know the orders have been the orders played a man-to-man system last year on defense, and many NHL teams do. This isn't unusual, but I suspect, and we've heard hints about this as well, that the Oilers are going to move to more of a zone defense themselves, where the defensemen um, aren't ranging all over the ice, covering their man in the defensive zone, where they just hang around more in front of the net, go into their corner to battle for the puck, get back in front of the net, and that's it. They're not out of the blue line. Um, they're not above the you know the ringette line, so to speak. They're just covering the front of the net. And I think a simple defensive system like that is going to benefit Nurse and Bouchard immensely. They're both big guys um, and they they, they can uh, they got a lot of reach and if they just simplify the game for both of them, that'll work. As for joining the rush, like I, I think we can all picture in our heads those moments where Nurse suddenly takes off into the rush and you're thinking, what is he, what is he doing? <laughs> like he's, he, it's, it's a risky play. And yeah, it, it could be the case that as part of, um, you know, just a general shift in strategy, they say, listen, uh, big guy, we need you to um, carry the load defensively uh, on this pairing and, um, you know, move the puck, move it fast, either up or over to Bouchard. Uh, he's, the, he's the brilliant passer. And um, and just take take on a little less offensive responsibility, and just crush it on defense as a shutdown guy. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the message. Yesterday, uh, Brendan and I were talking about uh, PTOs, and it is the season of PTOs. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody on the list that hasn't been extended one that is still currently a free agent that gets you all fired up. But if there is one, who would it be? Uh, got me. I don't really no. I haven't been studying the list because I just think the order's ro- honestly I think the order's roster is set mm-hmm. like they're not you know the, the question is who's going to be the one extra forward now and it looks like Raphael Lavoie may have taken himself out of the conversation by signing that contract which is above league minimum and put Lane Peterson much more into the conversation be the extra forward so I just think you know they could bring in 
a guy on a PTO who will compete. So, so like Brandon Sutter, right? He, in theory, uh, on a league minimum contract, could compete for that 13th forward job. Um, but to, I, I don't really think, like, I know a lot of Sam Gagne is a huge fan favorite here, but I understand he's coming off hip surgery and they, and they might bring him in on a PTO as a favor, but I just don't see him meeting the need. I think they probably want a big, fairly tough defensive center. If Sutter was healthy, he, he, he might work out, but I mean, Lane Peterson's 25, 26. Um, if he can get the job done defensively, he's got a good chance of, um, of, of grabbing that, that spot. And the way that uh, Hart Levine broke it down for us about an hour ago, he was saying that if theoretically they were to send Peterson down, they could have somebody in at about $1.1 million, and and that would be the difference in the, the money they have to spend. But you're still operating at no more than 12 forwards here. Um, what do you make of the, the move to uh, move on from Tyler Wright as Director of Amateur Scouting and bring aboard Rick Pracy, who has uh, plenty of experience Experience, uh, most of it recently coming with the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, what do you like about that move? I like it a lot. Uh, I just think if you look at Tyler Wright's, it's it's kind of hard to judge Tyler Wright's record in Edmonton so far because it's four years isn't enough to know where these players are going to go. Like who knows where Dylan Holloway is going to going to go? Right? Yeah. We don't know yet. Who knows where Carter Savoy and Boakey and um, Maximus Wanner and all of these players. Um, that he's drafted, you know, if two or three of them really pan out, we'll be saying, hey, Tyler Wright did a good job here in Edmonton. That said, if you look at the Tyler Wright's career, overall career in amateur scouting between Detroit, Columbus, and Edmonton, it's pretty underwhelming. Like his work in Detroit was weak, I think it's fair to say. I mean, there's lots of missed picks, including missed first round draft picks with Svechnikov. Um, Michael Rasmussen, R- Rasmussen, and Philip Zadina, and uh, Joe Valeno. <laughs> yeah, the list goes <laughs> on, David. Weak <laughs> <laughs> record. I mean, uh, it's if you just had gone off the consensus, you know, if you just had amalgamated all of the draft lists out there and just went off that, you would have done better than Tyler Wright, I think. And uh, so, listen, his record isn't great. Um, uh, we can hope that Rick Tracy is the Dick Tracy of finding uh, talent uh, in the amateur ranks. And we, I can't say. I just think change is good. I think it's a really hard job. I think um, what you tend to see is guys have great runs as amateur scouts and then they burn out. I think you need a lot of churn. You need a lot of turnover in those departments to bring in hungry young uh, men and women who are willing to work hard and those are the people who tend to find the gems in the draft and if you hang on too long to the same staff you're going to be in trouble I mean Barry Fraser was the greatest scout in the world for the Oilers for three or four years and then in his last 17 years with the Oilers he was he was weak he went from the best ever to being super weak same thing happened in Detroit with Ken Holland where he had a great department through the 1990s and then in his last decade there they kept the same staff and they fell apart so I just like turnover there and probably the amateur scouts might not like to hear that but I do think it's just the kind of job that rewards the young ambitious hungry willing to be on the road uh, endlessly and um, so uh, we'll see how this works out makes a lot of sense David thanks for joining us this afternoon really appreciate it Thanks for having me, guys. All right, David Staples. You can find him at D Staples or at the Cult of Hockey on X.
Come on. AKA X. Twitter. I don't want to name this thing, man. I just want to, I'm going to call it X. How cool are you, Elon? We're back in a minute on Oilers. With an extensive. I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet. All season long, the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Not a lot of wiggle room for the Oilers on the injury front. It's going to be tight to the cap and not a big roster. However. They are healthy entering the season. That's the good news. Hey, you got to see the boys at Brent Ridge today, Cal. I was there. You were there. Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, saw them all. (laughs) It was awesome. Had a cup of coffee? I did. Yeah, I hear it's a good place to have coffee, but they are also known for their top shelf service department. They, uh, They don't forget you after you make a purchase. Call them, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Let them make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. On this day in Oilers history, we are in the time of year where it gets hilariously hilariously barren. You know this one? 1983 we go. The Oilers signed free agent forward Tom Rowe. Never played a game with the team. In fact, he was the head coach of the Hurricanes farm team when Carolina beat the Oilers in the 2006 Stanley Cup final. There's got to be a couple degrees of separation there, but uh, yeah, we are... Digging deep. We're digging deep, and thankfully I've been able to compile this list over about five years now, because when I first started trying, um, man, it was like deep hours in a mine shaft looking for information. It was not fun. So you're telling me the <laughs> August 23rd day is a little uh, light. Yeah. I, I think the uh, the GMs are golfing on this day. They are not grinding no. in, uh, in the past sense of this all. This day in Oilers history brought to you also season long by New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Remind you, Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, so much more. For a menu, a list of locations as well, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. They've got locations in Calgary, Red Deer, I think they've moved out to Saskatchewan as well. I believe I've picked up on that, so they are all over the place. We, tomorrow, will be joined by the Edmonton Oil Kings brass, that being General Manager Kurt Hill, Head Coach Luke Pierce. They'll be live in studio talking about the upcoming season, the names to watch for. Dave Campbell is your host of Inside Sports tonight from 6 to 8 o'clock. Elks receiver Stephen Dunbar Jr. topped the list of pro football focuses best receivers in the CFL for Week 11. What does that mean? We're going to hear about it from Pro Football Focus contributor Bryson Vesnaver. Vesnave. They'll have the correct pronunciation later on tonight, I'm sure. But that'll be an interesting conversation. Coming up next, Randy Kilburn has the global news headlines. Angela Cocott is on from 2 to 3. And then Chelsea Bird back with Chelsea on Chad Cam and I back tomorrow at noon. Thanks all for listening.